0: The conversation you're about to hear does not necessarily reflect the personal views of all involved. We're here to start intellectual discourse in the Christian worldview. Hopefully, you can gain something from these second-rate saints. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Does
0: Sears sell Bible? Sears doesn't sell anything. (laughs) This is a competition between one of the greatest thinkers in the Christian faith and Value Village's top-selling book author.
2: Alright, I'd like to welcome everyone to the first episode of the 2nd Rate Saints podcast. Um, I'm your host, Caleb, Um, host-producer, but uh, to my left is...
0: Joel. Uh I am and I'm here to to talk to spit facts. And to my left, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we have uh, me, I'm Colton and I am the administrator of the, and financier. To my left,
3: um I'm Josh and yes, this this podcast does take up a lot of money and it's mostly me spending it. Um, <laughs> am I the Judas of the organization? I don't know. <laughs> All right. You now mean, that we he all means, just lied to you. Um, he means treasurer, not the other side.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now that we all exactly. just lied to you, um, I guess we'll go over the, what the purpose of this podcast is, as it is the first episode. So our idea, as far as I am aware, is that we want to create an online community where there's open, honest discussion about Christian, anything in the Christian worldview. Um, it actually came out of, there was five of us. Stuart isn't here at the moment, but he will pop up later on um it was kind of grew out of the five of us meeting and just chatting for hours and hours about the very stuff we're going to talk about on this podcast um and then it was you know i never really had that opportunity when i was growing up in the church and it would be amazing if that type of community existed in some sort of online format that i could participate in so we really do want people to participate if, leave a comment, questions. Go to the website, secondrightsaints.com. The episodes are there. Blog's there. Just interact. That's what we want. Um, yeah, that's that's my understanding. You guys got...
1: Hopefully our uh, our goal for this podcast is just to, to talk, have fun, but also to discuss things and try to see where the truth of it is. Um, hopefully, if you disagree with us, let us know, and we'd be love to talk with you in the comments about it. But besides that...
0: I mean, we disagree with each other sometimes. Exactly. So, yeah. like, you're going to get some conflict, or not conflicting, but, you know, uh, interesting opinions from us, hopefully. Uh, yeah. So, welcome welcome to the ride.
2: Joel's wrong. <laughs> what? Joel's wrong. We never disagree oh, with each ready. other. Oh. <laughs> guys, guys the stall
3: we had envisioned.
2: <laughs> but, I guess while we're moving along, we'll actually introduce ourselves. I, I guess I'll start. Um... Yeah, I'm Caleb. Um, grew up in a Christian church, Christian family. Um, my dad was a pastor for a short bit there. I had a stint there where I uh, kind of walked away from the faith, but came back. My grew up in like non-denominational churches, more Pentecostal. But you know, I went to a Catholic school. Also ran a youth and a young adults group in a Mennonite church, and I read. Try to read as much of a spectrum of theological views as I can. I have a weird interest in Catholic and Orthodox uh, <laughs> thought. But uh, yeah, that's uh, just got to get that unique spin on there, right? I've yet to add C- Coptic in, but mm, we'll, we'll, get eventually. There. we'll get there. But uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Um, but Joel?
0: Yeah, I grew up in a, in a pretty rural town, a pretty small spot, um, grew up as kind of like a Pentecostal's Pentecostal, right? So uh, I, th- I think that was pretty much the only denomination I, I attended growing up. Um, and as I've, you know, we're, we're, we're all in Bible college or have been in Bible college, and that's part of our story that I'm sure uh, we'll talk about as we go along. But uh, through my whole, you know, academic pursuit a- academic <laughs> <laughs> academic pursuit of Christianity, I found that, you know, uh, in practice, I'm a Pentecostal's Pentecostal in thought, I have no idea, so welcome again to the ride. Colton?
1: Hi, uh, I'm Colton. I I grew up in many places. My dad's a police officer, so I moved around quite a lot. Um, And in doing so, we went to new churches every new place we went. Uh, I feel like my theology has been impacted by a variety of different churches and their opinions, as well as different peoples and their opinions, Uh, leaders, people I look up to, mentors, stuff like that. I would consider myself to be, uh, because my most impactful years have been spent in a Baptist church, I feel like I lean definitely more towards that kind of theology uh, in terms of how I act and how I see church and how it should be. You're
2: out of yourself as Baptist, huh? Yeah. yeah well, Already? <laughs> yeah, well, you out of yourself as
1: Pentecostal. That's so. completely fair. But uh, honestly, I like uh, learning. I would consider myself somewhere more in between all of them all the different denominations, simply because... That's not true. You're not Catholic at all. Oh, you don't know that? (laughs) I do know (laughs) that. Yeah, he does know that. Um, I like to... (laughs) Which is
2: fair and defendable, by the way. But
1: Honestly, uh, I just want to find out what the Bible actually says, uh, and hopefully this helps do that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm Josh. I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, I got saved... When I was very young, because unlike these guys, I'm not Pentecostal. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, Reformed Baptist over there. Mm. It's yeah, pronounced deformed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, now that. it's fast. N- <laughs> now it's fact. Um, uh, <laughs> um, So there's a ministry called Coffee Break where um, women who are on paternity leave or are raising kids and are not working go on Tuesday mornings for a Bible study with other mothers. Right. Um, and so I started going to this church because of that, um, as nice. a baby. Oh. <laughs> um, and then I started growing up in that you were church. One
1: of the, I thought you were one of the mothers.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> about my 15th child. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, started going to that church. Um, it's been great. I've been there my whole life. I'm now an intern at the church. Um, I've preached at that church, um, that church has been awesome to me. Um, I went to uh, a Mennonite high school. I went to a Pentecostal university. I, my dad's Catholic. <laughs> um,
1: a lot of different things.
3: Yeah. Uh, I read a lot of C.S. Lewis. Um, there was a, When I was younger, I read like three John Eldridge books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was obsessed with the sciences. Because I wanted to know how the world worked. Um, I understand and, that. Yeah. And then I shifted to psychology because I wanted to know how the mind worked. Because mm-hmm. that was cooler than me. To me. Um, and <clears throat> cooler than me. Um, <laughs> well, it is cooler than you. So Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you, then buddy.
2: I find you interesting.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> classic Pentecostal move. Oh, um, yeah. And I started to... I was in all these, like, science things because classmates started to tell me, wow, Josh remembers these things a lot. Um, and I really got dragged into reading and learning and became obsessive about, like, just knowing things. Um, and then I realized in Bible class in grade 11, which was Theology 101, um, which was, like, at my school I was going to, like, The introductory courses at Summit for like (laughs) difficulty, which is yeah, (laughs) um, and it was great. And suddenly, I realized I don't want to know how the world works like I do, um, and I definitely want to know how minds work, but I really, really want to know how the mind that created the world works. Mm Oh, that's good. Um, and so I completely shifted to theology as my focus, and I just became obsessed with. Knowing the supreme good. That's
2: awesome. Artistic way to say that. I like yeah, that. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, before we get into, we'll explain our segments. I got a question though for all of you. Okay. What book has most affected your theological thought or your spiritual thought? Or you know what? Let's just let's just even, even broaden it more. What book has affected you the most?
0: Whew.
2: That's, so, a, that's a lot of books.
0: <laughs> there's some stuff there. I, I think, uh, you know, two summers ago, I ended up reading through uh, The Problem of Pain uh, by mm. St. which I always get the name wrong, so hopefully I got it there. It's either Pain and Evil or The Problem of Pain, but one of those. Um, and, yeah. But, sure has uh, affected you. So <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't so much the cover that affected oh, me. Uh, he, uh, he
2: read it open. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, he yeah.
3: opens the books when he it reads it. It was so.
0: the first book I learned to yeah. open, and that really, <laughs> that really changed it for me, so
3: cuz you thought people were just reading these stacks of paper like Honestly, the first I, page.
0: I thought it was just really boring art. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's horrible. Understand. Um so when talking about like the problem of suffering and that I I have kind of deferred to 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 Lewis's thought um which is interesting cuz he multiple times he he identifies himself as not a theologian. Um so that's something I've learned to do <laughs> is identify <laughs> myself as not a theologian. Um other than that Timothy Keller's Reason for God. Excellent. Mm, yeah, yeah,
1: fair enough. Uh, it's a tricky question for me because I've read a good amount of books and all of them have influenced me in very different ways. Slight flex.
3: Well, Weird you're going to come out and guy. say you've read
1: more than me, which you have. He's I...
0: currently flexing.
1: <laughs> he is actually flexing, yeah. Don't, right, you got got video ba- arms crossed. <laughs> Same thing. But um, to say more like... One of the books that helped me interact with people better. I think how I interact with Christians and talk to them about the Bible and stuff. I feel like C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity really impacted how I talk to people about what the Bible is. Because before it's a lot of theology and stuff we talk about in class and people and debate and talk and all that, which is great. Um, but when you're trying to talk to just a person, it's you can't just have a debate with them. So reading how Lewis put... I've, it's weird. Both of us said C.S. Lewis. We didn't plan that.
2: No. Mm-hmm. It's okay, guys. I'm going to say Mere Christianity and Confessions of St. Augustine.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, there you go. Spoiler but, alert. <laughs> but this this, uh, this book of Mere Christianity really helps put into perspective some of the harder-to-understand things of the Bible and some of the easier things into a new light that you might not have thought about before.
3: Well, killed. do you want to...
2: Because I... I, I gave it away, I'll change my answer, so it's not just three C.S. Lewis books. Um, But a book that actually influenced me, not my theological understanding, but influenced me the most, I think... The Lord of the Rings. Not quite. um, Is just the first volume of the Gulag Archipelago. That affected my view of people, and my view of society and culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a rough read. It took Mm. me about a year and a half to get through it, and it's three volumes, and I'm Gonna, you know, saddle up to read the second one this summer, hopefully. But uh, yeah, that affected me in the non-theological sense right. the most.
4: Hmm. Yeah,
0: Can you enough. give a, like a brief like synopsis of what that's about? Yeah. Because I feel like that's like one of the lesser-known books. Like C.S. Lewis, people know that. Yeah. Solzhenitsyn,
3: who knows?
2: Uh, yeah. So Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, Russian guy, obviously. Nobody's
3: um, ever said his name correctly,
2: <laughs> ever. <laughs> And we won't start here. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was a captain in World War II. Uh, artillery captain, if my memory is correct. Um, he got uh, arrested because he wrote some letters to a buddy saying, hey, we weren't prepared for when the Nazis attacked. Um, and so Soviet government was like, hey, that's, uh, those are against, you know, you're belittling the state and attacking the state.
3: Of course we were ready. Yeah. We capitalized.
2: We. Man, we're already getting into communism. Okay. No,
3: they
1: weren't capitalized. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh yes. yes! Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's so a many, that's a fourth dimensional joke. Right so there. many layers here. It's not going to be. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Caleb, continue. <laughs>
2: um. So yeah, he got sent into the Gulag system, um, and he. It's a collection of. It's a lot. There's a lot of testimonies in it, but he likes to. Not just likes to. He draws. The connection between the testimonies and with the, how the law was changed and the changing of certain laws and how those people were um, were convicted, and he draws the connections both a uh, little bit psychologically, but mostly so- sociologically and legally to the uh, ideological origins mm-hmm. in Marx, Leninism, and then Stalinism at that point. Right. Um, and in all of that, you do get a lot, a uh, kind of a window into the the human experience and the resilience of the human mind and soul um and just it's a great introduction into a very specific time period and a very specific thing in that russian culture that is just you know imprinted imprinted in human history mm-hmm.
1: it's actually one book i've really been it's been on my your shelf for a while i've been meaning to read it but uh like yeah they're in the gulags the prisons and you said it's a collection of testimonies, and
2: no, it's way more than that. Okay. Although the, the the main corpus of the information is is different testimonies, testimonies, stories, narratives, mm. where he draws he names actual people that where they were in in how they moved through the prison system, how they were convicted, how that relates to the legal system at that time, right. how the legal system was just kind of you know when the when everyone knows someone's lying but no one calls them out on it, right. that type of stuff and how that works with Stalinism, drawing that back to, hey, no, that ex- that type of idea existed in Leninism, and, hey, no, the, the foundations for that idea are in Karl Marx's stuff itself. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry if you're a communist. I the book's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> or it's for you.
0: It's, it's kind of for you, yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know how but many... Like Josh! Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm going to be the first person to say a fiction book. Oh, um, right. So the book that's probably impacted me the most in life was Harry Potter. I don't need to describe that story. Um, (laughs) Give
0: us a quick run through of the entire (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: Um, Just, you know, when you're younger, you read a really good fiction story, and you're like, wow, that's really great, and then you read it again. Um, uh, Very core to me as an individual. Um, But then, if I go down that same route, I don't read many books twice. I it bothers me. Like I can't like, I'll go to the flip to the first page and then I'll remember the entire book. And I'll be like, Oh, why am I, why am I here? Um, so mere Christianity, I read twice. Uh, so that was a big one. That's a good book. But I think the one that like mere Christianity was a good kickoff for me into like the theological world. Mm -hmm. But I think the weight of glory, that is such a good book, hit me more as an individual. I think we've all said C.S. Lewis book at this point. (laughs) Yeah. That that one, and then like,
2: how are we not Anglican? Yeah,
3: I know, right? Um, uh, but I would have to say the book that stands out the most of his is definitely a *Grief Observed*.
0: Oh yeah. man, <laughs> that one! I had to stop yeah. reading it. Yeah, like I finished it after, but yeah. it took me about like five or six tries sitting down and reading it. Yeah, it's not long, but it's
3: hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, his whole his whole corpus is massively influential
1: yeah he is a lot of so, amazing works
3: yeah oh and for anybody who knows doesn't know uh, grief observed is his four chapter long book mm-hmm. uh journal that he wrote while his after his wife died and it's going through his grief process mm-hmm. um and it's, it's it's heavy normally you see the mind of c.s lewis mm-hmm. here you see only the feelings and yeah. its
0: I mean, it's there's such a wave to it, right? Like a an up and down, right? He'll he'll basically rant right into the end of the chapter, and yeah. his next chapter is like, "Why have I been so foolish?" Kind of yeah, thing. and it's like I apologize, and then he descends down <laughs> into the same idea and comes yeah. back up, and it's just yeah. this this ebb and flow of emotion that you don't yeah. see in a lot of right. Uh, oh. you know, and it's like writings.
3: It's 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 such raw and beautiful emotion, like. Uh, when he gets angry at himself for wishing that his wife would come back to life. Because he's like, how selfish could I be that I would want her to come back from being in the presence of the father to be with me, a sinner? Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's one part there where he says, like,
0: um, with, with her death. My useless, or my usefulness has also died. Right, oh, like, that he no longer has the identity of, of a of a serving husband, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's like so sad. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was reading it, and then I walked in. I walked over to, to Caleb, and I said, "What's the point of getting married if they're just gonna die?" No, <laughs> no, oh, oh, no,
2: don't say that. And it was like
0: I was I was kind of just making a weird comment, but it was a it was a
2: heavy book. think about it this way, though, guys. C.S. Lewis is not the common way it goes. We <laughs> die first. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, fair. <laughs> Statistically, yes. Yeah.
2: Rest um, in that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also,
0: let's note, I don't think we've ever had a full conversation about C.S. Lewis, so the fact that all of us got <laughs> C.S. Lewis, yeah, yeah. we've uh, never brought it up. Colton and I have had many conversations talked. about C.S. Lewis. Oh, okay, well, Anyways, but that's it.
2: Um,
3: out, he's pretty cool. tape Letters is great. Uh, miracles is great. Abolition of Man, excellent. Abolition of Great, excellent. Um, the Space Trilogy. Yeah. That's my
1: sci-fi
2: bias getting in there. Yeah. Welcome to the C.S. Lewis Podcast. So um, gonna go that being nuts said... If we
0: don't mention Nerdy.
2: Because- <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, be- that was the goal. Was to bring the up Harry Potter
1: and then like, not... Just, just watch, boy, in, just in, in, watch in Voyage of, of the Dawn Treader and you yeah. get all of it.
2: Yeah. In defense of Harry Potter, my dad for the longest time was one of those guys who was just like, not nah,
3: demons. Just oh, no, 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 I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's since listened to them. He didn't read them. Yeah. He was like, ah, you know what? Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. No, they're pretty great.
3: Um, anyways, uh, those are my books. Um, yeah, you're sticking to them. Yeah. All
2: right. Um, now that we know the crew, unfortunately Stuart's not here, hmm. but you will see him pop up occasionally.
3: His his favorite book is definitely The Communist I Manifest. was not no. gonna say it. I was not we gonna all say got it. The same yep. joke. It's because we're the same people. <laughs> I
2: guess so. This will be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Anyway, um, so now what? that you know the people of the podcast, let's go on to the structure of the podcast. We'll have the introduction, normally, like as you just listened to at the beginning. Then we'll also go over who did some interesting reading and do like a little bit of, you know, what's what book are you reading? What's interesting about it? What have you learned? What's bad about it? What's good about it? Um, we'll go over that, then we'll normally get into our topic, and we we have a... List of topics that we'll go through. Normally, we we're gonna go with uh, theological topics, but worldview, practical, um, cultural stuff that mm. is will come up. Yeah. Yep. Um, jokes. Jokes. Apologetics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. Probably Greek literature.
3: That's um, gonna come up. A lot of Rome. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of Rome. All
0: conversations <laughs> lead to Rome. Um,
2: but then we have our segments part, which I think Joel is responsible for. All of the names?
0: Yeah, we basically had a night where we were uh, brainstorming ideas for the podcast, and uh, <laughs> I only came up with the names. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we have
2: right now. We have three segments. We'll only be doing one per podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This one we're going to do Augustine or Olstein. Yes. Which is a, and what is that? It's a game show type <laughs> game where the, we give we give a quote, and then it's either a quote from Augustine or a quote from Olstein. And then each one of us yeah. has to select which one, and we tally up the points in the end to see who wins. Yes. Insert,
1: and, insert uh, Josh correcting us on how we pronounce Osteen.
3: Yeah, Osteen. Um, I'm sorry, Osteen? <laughs> I'm sorry? It's Olstein. Joel Osteen. Correct. Um, whatever. But, but, but what we like about this game, well, what I like about this game, I'm not going to yeah. speak for the other individuals here, um, is uh, we can make fun of wolves in sheep's clothing, and we can praise highly great leaders. Um, but when you sp- special out, specific.
2: specific- whoa. Specify? I can't spike.
3: Where did my tongue go? Spotify. Um, when Bring you, Spotify. <laughs> when you single out like single sentences mm-hmm. and you can start to see how people can fall. Sure. Because well, we've done this a few times just as friends and we've guessed wrong. And we're like, "Well, wow, that's a really great saying. And then we're like, oh, that's like in the middle of live your best life now. <laughs> it, it shows that um, just because someone
1: says something, that doesn't mean it's fully wrong. It has to do with the context. Yes. Um,
2: well, and the, everyone, there's truth sprinkled yeah. in with everything. And we Absolutely. all fall to lies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well.
2: And I always like Augustine. So I mean like... And there you gets, go. I'm oh, sorry, Augustine. That, Augustine too, though.
0: You know, in the midst of all of it, he it might have some person. good sayings. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Joel Osteen sympathizer, right here. <laughs> <laughs> <No, laughs> share the same name. All right, Joel. <laughs> I don't
2: know. What's
0: his nickname. Um, what's so that's Augustine or
2: Olstein? Austin. Austin. Uh, how do you, Austin. Okay. Um, the other segment is um, whatever floats your quote. Mm. Which, that's excellent. Which really <laughs> is just, hey, what's a cool quote? Let's talk about it. So, something,
1: something that's really impacted us. Something. That Maybe mm. didn't go like, oh, shot to the heart, but it's like, I want to share this with someone.
2: Well, it doesn't even have to be right. Sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right? Fair it enough. It can just be like, hey, you know what? This is an interesting... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about it. About it. Let's, yeah. 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 And, uh, that one's always fun. Um, or, my personal favorite for names. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> where the lost get profound. Where we take yeah. a quote from a non-Christian, and they say something that is extremely insightful. That could be found in the uh, in the Christian worldview or not. Just something very wise. Right. And you're like, holy moly, yeah. that is super <laughs> profound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we discuss
1: it and talk about its ramifications, influences, and the st- things that we can apply. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we don't live yeah, in a necessarily, vacuum. Necessarily, sometimes, idea. if the quote allows yeah. that. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the quote is,
3: man. <laughs> true, true. Um, and then our last segment. So.
2: Oh, dude, I forgot that. That's a yeah. that's you the, can't, that's I'm one.
1: Supr- I'm surprised, yeah. <laughs>
2: how did I forget
1: this? Um,
2: I'm going to say it wrong. Can you say
1: it? Uh, sacrificing mm-hmm. the holy cow?
0: Yeah.
3: That's, that's a, how you say it, right?
0: Sacrificing the holy cow, where we pick out a piece of church culture that, you know, we could live without. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that people hold in great esteem. Too like much. Eat, like the Israelites held the golden calf into high esteem. Yeah. The idea is yeah. we're
0: going to melt it down and eat it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Appetizer. No. Oh, oh, jokes. <laughs> I'm sure everyone who's been in the church has seen something. They've thought, man, why do we do this here? I think it's not really that big of a deal. But once you maybe challenge it or talk about it, maybe people don't really want to get rid of it. Th- like, that's where we can talk about why we think it shouldn't be as big of a deal as it re- people make it out to be.
3: For yeah. example.
2: Yeah. Tambourines. That, that's, a, that's, that's your a, favorite one. That's a, that's, a bonus, that's a bonus segment. It's not supposed to be in here. This
0: guy's got a vendetta against the <laughs> tambourines. He
2: hates percussion instruments. He brings
0: up <laughs> every episode that we do so far.
2: Yeah. Which is only this one. <laughs> <laughs> but our actual segment that we're going to do this episode is Augustine or,
3: Al- or Austin. 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 Augustine or Austin. Let's just
1: butcher it further and further.
0: Wait, no. we should be saying Augustine too, shouldn't we? No, Augustine. no. I Or Augustine Austin.
1: Augustine. It's
2: Augustine. <laughs> It's Augustine. If you say Augustine, then you'll think... That's the Roman
1: time. Empire. Yeah. Uh, emperor,
2: sorry. Yeah, no, he is the Roman Empire. Yeah. So yeah. He's the first emperor. No. Um, original <laughs> name is Octavian. Um, oh my gosh. Joel! Yeah. You're, you're game show hosts right now. I'm the game show host. Welcome to Augustine Rostein
0: the words that you've heard us say way too much. So this is a competition between uh, one of the greatest thinkers in the Christian faith and Value Village's top-selling book author. <laughs>
1: <laughs> top-selling? Yeah, he's it's got Right I don't know right? if people buy them, that's a the thing.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I know somebody bought them because one showed up in my room. <laughs> yep. I don't know what that's about. Okay. So, the idea- is you have to decide whether this was Augustine or Osteen.
3: Okay? You can play along, too. Play along. No. <laughs> Pause right now. No.
0: Pause right wait. More. Before we say it.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: Indeed, man wishes to be happy, even when he lives as to make happiness impossible.
2: I know this one. I'll go last. <laughs> I mean,
1: since you know it, I'm going to say Augustine. <laughs> Well, since I'm to be that guy, I'm gonna say Austin because okay. that sounds like something either okay. one could say. I but should,
0: I should be keeping track of this.
2: That pen, that <laughs> I here. should get a better pen. Here, here's a pen, buddy. For you?
1: No, it works.
2: Or uh, not? Um, We're super prepared. I'm gonna
3: say Augustine. Okay. Wow. I so that has been uh solidified. Yeah. I'm.
2: Pretty, if I get this wrong,
3: i
1: May obedient. I change my answer? Yeah. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Fine. <laughs> we believe in the truth so you're, here. <laughs> you're Austin. Yeah, I gotta be the contrarian, you know. It is Augustine. Ah, nice. Hey, like, one like, one, dude.
0: Or, or, Augustine. Like, hey, man, eat I'm having dust, a hard time with dude.
3: the names
1: today.
0: <laughs> like, I like it because it sounds similar, but I hate it because it sounds similar.
3: Oh, that's the point of the segment. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> What's the next one? Oh, I was half. The right. next one. Yeah.
0: To seek the highest good is to live well. That's so obvious.
3: All yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah. We've done this before. Yeah. I've gotten you guys before. I Wait, say
1: it, say it again. To seek the highest good is to live well.
2: It could be. Dependent.
3: I'm going to go with Augustine. I'm going to go with Osteen. Okay.
2: I'm going to go with Augustine. That is
0: Augustine again.
2: Yeah. yeah you are
1: Eat going. my dust. <laughs> hey, we're
3: tied. Hey, you said that to me in the last one. <laughs> yeah, time. but you have to say it when you're in the lead. And you're not. He oh, is. I see. I see.
0: <laughs> you will never change what you tolerate.
2: Hmm. Austin.
3: I'm gonna go with Augustine. Okay. Austin.
0: It is Austin. No, I was actually surprised by this
3: one. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, eat, here's how you do it. Eat my dust, because I'm now a point ahead of you. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Cry and later. Uh,
0: yeah, that was it. Okay. Oh, yeah, have, hey. uh, that makes Caleb, the winner. Congratulations! You yeah. won this brand new heresy detector from
2: Sears. <laughs> awesome. Does it come with batteries? It's does. Is it just uh, the
3: Is it just the salon bowl that, <laughs> that goes over your be head? Awesome. No, it's just it's just a Bible. <laughs> okay.
2: It is the Bible from Sears. <laughs> a signed copy.
1: Does Sears sell Bibles? Sears doesn't sell anything. (laughs) They
3: went out of business.
1: (laughs) Did it
2: sell? I
3: don't know, man. It probably probably sold them at some point in the catalog.
2: As far as I know, they
3: sell house packages.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. I don't know why I brought this up.
1: (laughs) Last last time I was where the town I used to live, I don't want to say, Uh, they still had a Sears there.
2: Yeah, no, they shut down. Yeah.
1: So it four years ago. It might not be a legitimate Sears.
3: That's what up? Do you guys remember Zellers? Yeah, do you yeah. remember the diner in Zellers? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh All right. Gosh. Now that we're just reminiscing, <laughs> welcome to our nostalgia podcast yeah. where we talk about Sears and Zellers. <laughs> <laughs> the most only friend. <laughs> um, the, the most
1: exciting subject, department
2: stores. Oh, that speckled white linoleum yeah, yeah. was oh. awful. Normally, we actually have like a actual topic. Um, next week, it's actually going to be what and why Christianity. What is Christianity, and the apologetic argument: why Why should we believe Christianity? Why does mm-hmm. Christianity matter? But you know, we're gone halfway through our podcast just for in- introducing ourselves and what this kind of what this podcast is. We're just going to go over Jesus. Nice. Who is Jesus to you? Yeah, that's a good one. To start. Yeah. What comes to your mind? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you view Jesus more Pauline or gospel?
3: Those are big terms. Old Testament. Old, no, you beat me too. Oh, oh. Yeah. that man's a truther right here. Exclusively in Daniel seven. Yeah. Uh, pseudepigrapha. ah. Uh, uh, we're
0: just saying words now. What's yeah, going on? <laughs> I'm just making.
3: It okay, worse. so I'll start. Um, uh, Jesus is a really, really interesting figure, not just in the biblical sense, but in the historical sense. Absolutely. Um, I don't think any
1: of us disagree with that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but I had to start the conversation because everybody else was just saying apocryphal words. Okay, go ahead. God's fired. (laughs) I love you guys. Um, I love you too. (laughs) Continue. So back to Jesus. Um, He's grounded in history. Um, The things he said has shook the world. Um. And like, his claims are wild.
1: Yeah, you know, like him or not, he did change how the world worked
3: forever. Yeah.
2: No man has had as big of an impact as Christ. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Well, well, well one
3: other that? man. No. Adam. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> You're right. I thought you were going right, to say Muhammad. No. But, Whoa. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Adam works better.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so he's interesting. He's this is something that's been pointed out by apologetics people that he's he's his claims and the claims of the rest of the Bible are grounded in history. Like mm-hmm. you can falsify the Bible. You can oh, this happened here at this time. Go check it out. Go look at the history books. Mm-hmm. Um, go dig up the city that might be there. Don't want to be that guy. But it's not yeah. as clear as that. No. <laughs> but compared to any other ancient yes. text, yeah.
2: It's way easier with the Bible.
3: Yes. Um, yeah.
2: Cool. Um.
0: Okay, so I'm kind of like a, a weird uh, take on this because I do like the Old Testament more than the New Testament. And it's like, you'll start talking about the Gospels. And I'm like, oh, I liked his old stuff kind of thing. <laughs> like the pretentious musician thing. Yep. Um, but something that I was, I was looking at uh, today when I was reading through uh, the beginning of Matthew, I was like Matthew 5 or something mm-hmm. like that, was that Jesus doesn't, Obviously, he didn't come to, to fulfill the law, but uh, or two. Sorry, mm. he did come to, to mm. fulfill the Wait a DeLon. second. I got bad quotation skills. Either way,
3: this is why we're <laughs> second rate. This is why we're second
0: rate. We only got like one eighth of a miracle on the ghost, so we haven't quite made it we, yet.
1: We do live up to the name for sure.
0: <laughs> to live up to the very low bar. <laughs> so something I noticed was that he's not necessarily um, making some of some of life easier, but he's making it harder and more fulfilling. Kind of a thing, right? Like what do you uh, mean? it's no longer "don't murder," it's "don't be angry." Kind of a thing. Yeah, right? Right, Like right, how right. he switches it up. Yeah, you yeah. know, and in the religious sense, he does. He gives you more rules with more grace, kind of a thing, and that's something yeah. that's I, I've been thinking about a lot lately. Because when yeah. you get in the Old Testament and spend as much time as as I do in it, because I like Old Testament stuff, um, you can get caught up in in the in the legalism, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he and shows you realize that. Christ is not about you know abolishing. That's the word I was looking for. Abolishing, wow, law. Yeah. not fulfilling. My goodness. Um, but uh, when you realize that you know He offers both more fulfillment and more grace, it's 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 a, it's life changing. Yeah. At least for for myself, that's really and, what. Absolutely. And, and
1: you're you're talking about uh, like his his legal like not his legalism, but the legalism around him. When he says that, it's very clearly to show that the standards of God, that God holds these standards, not just. Actions, but their ideas themselves and that they don't be angry how are you supposed to live, live up to that don't look at someone with lustfully how are you supposed to do that yeah. the point is is that Jesus came he died rose again and that's how we get that's how we deal Swirl. with that spoiler alert hey yeah. Yeah. If you
0: haven't finished the book that's it yeah well it's not quite
3: the end there's a
1: sword thing <laughs> there's a sword thing oh right he comes back for the DLC oh gosh
3: Um, no but that's the point is like he like he upholds and even lifts the demand of like perfection Mm -hmm. of like this is what's required of you and affirms that like hey this is what's required of you Mm -hmm. but then takes it
0: other religious leaders were doing that as well but not for the same reasons yeah right they were doing it to to elevate their own superiority where christ was doing it so that everyone else you know might have the grace that God wants yeah. for their, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole thing.
3: This is um, what it this is what's demanded of you and I'm, I'm living the demand. Mm-hmm. I'm fulfilling yeah, the absolutely. demand. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that so so that you can see how indebted you are mm-hmm. and then how much that grace cost.
1: Yep. He also somewhat shows that they were there all along to an extent, although he's clarifying mm-hmm. it now. Um, gee, uh, that God has perfect standards of perfection mm-hmm. and so anything less than perfection is mm-hmm. what we need to be trying is trying to avoid but it's impossible
3: i <clears throat> i don't
2: mean to just make it all more complicated mm. but I, here i go
3: but we're talking with jesus so yeah
2: um i don't disagree with anything <clears throat> anything that was just said but there's way more when you start looking at specific covenantal promises promises between god and sure. and humanity and that his relationship with those people is more unique than it's just some moral system. Yeah, he dispenses them. with them differently, right? Dispensationalism? Yeah. We're going to get into that right <laughs> no, away. Cool. No, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, there's there's way more depth with articulating the, you know, the law, and it shouldn't just be held as straight up legalism even though most christians now kind of articulate it as such because right. if you go back and actually read the law it's like holy moly maybe god was a legalist oh boy <laughs> um but you do have that christ that comes in and says hey no there's the heart of the matter yeah um, is what's important and it's out of the heart the mouth speaks mm. mm-hmm. and it's out of the, the heart we sin um, yeah. which is actually going to be coming later on uh, i think two episodes from now three episodes from now mm-hmm. sure. we're going to be going into um study of sin and what that looks like um and then after that we're going to get into re- soteriology salvation mm-hmm. um, but the bible has this pattern of always showing you what's what's required what's needed and what's lacking and then not only just showing you how how to fulfill it but how it's fulfilled and how to walk in at fulfillment. And that's very explicit in the New Mixed
3: in a bunch of failure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Part part of the whole Here's here's the pattern happened. of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. why we need the God man.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um
2: but in that idea. Lots of like we're all we're all Chalcedonian Christians, which means we adhere to the Council of Chalcedon. I'm on my physite, actually. My uh, No. No. Um so we believe in the... I wish I cared. No. <laughs> <laughs> you should, otherwise you're a yeah. Um It means that we believe in the full humanity and full divinity of Christ. Yes. And like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I always find that when you're talking to people, it's easier for, for them to conceptualize Christ as either... Oh, I, yeah, I can conceptualize him as God, but conceptualizing him as man is hard. Or the other way. Sure. Like for me, it's hard to conceptualize... God, Jesus as being fully human, as being just as human and as grounded in reality and as personable and as approachable and as like with the same weakness someone you of could, flesh as Roman says. Someone mm-hmm. you could
1: interact with. Right. Yeah, personally. It's although a, you can interact with God. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. but in the same <laughs> I mean. but
2: but I mean in that approachable human yeah. way. Um, with the same vulnerabilities and all that kind of stuff. Like that's where I struggle to articulate Christ as. And so exploring that is what really deepens my understanding of Christ—that's mm. where the mystery for me lays more. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Like my dad's the other way
3: around. Well, I mean, like that idea is crazy. Because imagine, you know, Jesus being a carpenter. Imagine in the modern day sense, Jesus and all the other carpenters go to the job site. Carpenters are weird, <laughs> right? And they they go to the they go to the job site. They work from like seven in the morning or whatever till four drive home right and you work with this guy for like 10 15 years and then three years later all of a sudden you see him raised on a banner yeah. <laughs> claiming to be gone and you're like what happened to that guy? Yeah. <laughs> we we used to hang out after work <laughs>
1: yeah. he was an odd fellow but he was pretty cool <laughs> yeah
3: never did me wrong
0: the <laughs> yeah. wine so never ran out <laughs>
1: he never never let me down
0: He never drank any though <laughs> um, wait that, a was a, hey.
1: that was a joke wait a second <laughs> Mm.
0: I don't know where we're going to go with that one. That's another conversation. (laughs) So, to break down the the question that you're asking, Caleb. Mm -hmm. Christology. The study of Christ. High or low Christology? Is that what you're talking about?
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, as an approach? Or as in, what do you find difficult exploring? Like, what... what, Challenges you? mm, What do you grasp most unnaturally? Like, are you just like, yeah, I can articulate Christ as God... Like, okay, yeah, if I were to think of Christ, I think of him as God before I think of him as man. Um, Interesting.
0: Well, because he was God before he was man. <laughs> <laughs> um, or was uh, he depending. always
2: man? Because he's eternal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Immutable. Let's, let's not get into... Let's not get no, into we're full, not gonna get full get into incarnation theology. Yeah. We'll
0: have a specific Christology podcast down the road somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but four years from now. I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um... Because for me, the ease is more... And I shouldn't say ease. Like, of course, it's hard to rationalize that Jesus is God. But it's easier for me to rationalize that Jesus is God rather than Jesus is fully man.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. 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 I think I actually fall into the same category. I'm definitely a person who looks to the... Uh, I come to faith, I feel, a lot uh, because of beauty. Mm-hmm. Of the beauty of the universe, how it works, and just... I the how do I explain it the wound-up clock of the universe how it works and how beautiful that can be from its smallest particles to its largest uh, galaxies Um, and because of that I see God and even my Savior as the one who created all of that and so I think that it comes more naturally for me to see Jesus as God because I identify how I came to faith with that more sure Um, but uh, with man I think more and more recently, I'm starting to appreciate that God was human. Or God was human. Jesus was human. um, And just exactly what that means. And how impactful that is.
3: I've called it a beautiful absurdity in the past. (laughs) Because it is insane. Yeah. Um, I like like the idea that Jesus is walking down the street and he sees a guy playing the drums. Or like the lyre, right? And he's just like, wow. Look at that thing I made. Thinking about the man doing his human things well think about it this way think about it this way you know? he looks at that
2: guy and goes wow that guy has a lot of talent
3: like yeah. that's just yeah. weird yeah. <laughs> yeah you know where it's just like wow yeah. hey he's doing what I made him to do oh. <laughs> and then it's just like uh, that's that's deep yeah. You yeah.
1: Can, with Christ you can live a fulfilling life yeah wow. Wow. wow
2: wow you know there's a whole religion based off of that well we can make a religion out of this
3: <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think it's easier to articulate. I mean I think it's easier to picture him as a person because he was a person. Um, Fair enough. Uh, less than <laughs> a god because none of us can relate to what it's That's... like to be a god. Well uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna say that we could <laughs> relate to what it's like to be a god. I was gonna say the opposite.
0: Um who What's that quote from? We were talking about it the other day. It is more likely for a God to become oh. man than for a man to become God. Um, Philo. Yeah. That's Philo, yeah. Okay, yeah cool. Philo. So not not a Christian thinker.
2: Jewish. Okay, yeah. yeah. Jewish thinker in the time of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Said it's more likely for God to become man than man to become a God.
3: But that's a crazy idea. He followed oh. that up with. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. ruin it. Yes. <laughs>
2: Immediately. Like, like, absolutely. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, um, there's another famous quote along that lines where it's mm-hmm. like... Um, if I had God's power, you would see all the changes I would make in this world. But if I had his wisdom too, nothing at all would change. Yeah. Who said uh, that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, Josh. <laughs> no, it was it was some cheesy quote or whatever. But it, yeah, it was this idea of like, if, if we became gods, nothing would change. Because if we became God, we would get his wisdom too. Mm-hmm. But if we just got the power of a God, nothing would be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
2: Yeah, ah, I don't, um, Yeah.
0: How about Christ's restoration of creation as the second Adam, as we call
3: it? Oh, I'm going to write a whole paper on that. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's going <laughs> to yeah. be my it's not even graduating the same paper. I don't thing. understand. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That, I mean, if
0: you look at the at the Bible as a whole, yeah, there are beautiful parallels and, and complexities yeah. and it basically what is it it's the book that references itself the most yeah the most right? hyperlinked technically the yeah. most hyperlinked text that's or, ever existed or that, the first the first hyperlinked yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right
3: that's because I think Wikipedia defeats it <laughs> <Yeah>. by... <laughs> it's not a, that's not a book no but it's a text uh, it's a codex yes actually it's binder. I love the word codex it's yes. great.
0: <laughs> bring back codex
3: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um The restoration of the world. Uh, He doesn't need to. Why would he do it? It's beautiful. He loves us. He loves us. (laughs) Actually, though.
2: But uh, I don't. Jeepers. Imagine being loved that much.
3: And then actually living like you were loved that much.
2: Like Colton and I. I'm not going to get it. But Colton and I were talking um, last week. Yeah. I think about last week. We were talking about how Christ, being both God and man, when he's upon the cross, him being the eternal being. Mm hmm. um, right as god is exterior to time and you know the infinite becoming finite so that he might live a human life is insane to begin with but assuming that Mm -hmm. not getting bogged down in that argument which is worth having that discussion excuse me um the infinite being on the cross suffering that pain that death for the ones Mm -hmm. he loved for the opportunity for the ones he loved um and the redemption of the universe as joel was talking on too there's this idea of oh but if god being the eternal being that he is and is exterior to time he's always there Mm -hmm. he's always looking through that lens that is always part of his perspective who he is yeah and if he created you know not if since he created reality that that's as christians have articulated that's one of the key moments in reality if not have creation redemption and then full
3: restoration Mm -hmm. well yeah because when you when you, uh, um, again another quote. I don't know the author, but uh, uh, God the immortal created the means by which he would be killed.
2: That's a cool quote. No, that's really cool. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and man, I didn't like, know we were doing. A lo- yeah, lo- and lo- it's lo- just quote. like it's just like oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, the uh, where Colton and I were going on was this this idea of like if. If the the eternal being is exterior to time, but he's always experiencing that, oh, that's always in the in his <clears throat> lens through which he sees the rest of us. When people are like, oh, when, when you cognitively understand that at least, when you're sitting there going like, oh, how does like how does God love me? Like, does God love me? You're always in, you always have that answer. Yeah, he's he's always loving you because he's always loving you from the cross because that's where mm-hmm. his perspective is that's where he's always looking through both yeah. in the he's yes he's looking through the creation and the redemption and the restoration of all things but that's because of the cross um and that it's when you tr- when you grasp that you know cognitively it gives at least an answer to that emotional mm-hmm. question and that's it's 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 insane it's crazy
1: yeah i i know I'm, i myself am not a super emotional person a lot of the time there uh there are things that I, I love talking about: debates and apologetics, which we're going to get into a little bit next time, yep. uh, and just different ways to uh, to uh, analyticize, uh the Bible and and basically just any belief, whether politics mm-hmm. or science or something like that. But I have found, and I'm, I hope that someone else has felt this way, that the m- more we, uh, the more I study, and the more I try to. Put Christ more and more into my brain and understand Him. The more and more it impacts, well, my heart. That's the, a little cheesy to say, but the more you find yourself crying in a dark room, actually, oh my God. Uh, no, ab- well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think that the the splendor and beauty of God and His plan, His creation, has mm-hmm. shifted over time from a super analytical, non-emotional one to being. Uh, Somewhat both, and I think well, that you can come to to Christ that way.
3: And this does the same thing in reverse with like sure, yeah, sin, yeah, which gets
2: into well, if conversation, if Christ is oh, if God is always looking through the lens of the cross and the people yeah. that reject, well, that gets into the into yeah. the Johannian idea of you know, there's this he swallowed up all of sin and death, but yeah. those who are condemned are condemned already because they have rejected the very Son yes. of God. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's heavy. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, But if that's God's perspective, he's provided every opportunity, loves every everything, mm-hmm. and is going to redeem everything, are you going to partake in it? Oh.
3: Yeah. No. Um, There's a lot of weight to the world. You were going to say something, Joel.
0: Yeah, I was, but I'm not quite sure how to formulate it. Um, well, maybe you know. we can help you step through with
3: that, because that's what this podcast <laughs> there, is about. That's what we're doing. He <laughs> yeah.
0: throws an idea into the center of the table, and we all smack it, and then see what happens. <laughs> that's going to mess up the audio
3: Like, real like, fast. like the chicken you slap 20,000 times, and it becomes roasted. <laughs> yeah, there we go.
0: How much kinetic energy can you cook a chicken with? Um, Not the oh, questions no. we're answering here. Um, maybe. We had this whole thing. Maybe it was just me growing up in, in a youth group in a, in a Pentecostal perspective, but it was... It was like you know you can know God in your head but you got to know him in your heart too right mm. And we've kind of covered why we know him in our, in our heart, I think, right? What stands out about Christ? why basically why we have mm-hmm. come to love Christ right? yeah. um, But I know my journey in the last few years has been you know, <laughs> how do you love a person you don't know, right? and then realizing that God has given this what we call general revelation of, of the Bible, right, to show
2: his very character. Specific Thank, revelation. Special revelation. General revelation is the world of the, the
1: world and non-direct influence. Fair
0: enough. Okay, special revelation. I was thinking special yeah. revelation is like calling, and I don't know. Okay, I, I, I understand. At I, some I, other point. Um, yeah, sorry, misuse of biblical terms.
3: <laughs> that's okay, that's why we're second rate. <laughs> we will do we'll that have a lot. We'll a buzzer
0: eventually where we'll just... And Don't worry, horrible what's the, wrong?
3: What's that old Staples? Oh, that uh, was, that easy. was easy. That was easy. Yeah, oh,
1: oh, We're bringing back department stores
2: again. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean Staples is the next one to go? Oh no.
3: <laughs> Guys, I was just there. I like their product.
0: <laughs> we're here to declare the death of Staples.
3: <laughs> we're predicting staples it. Staples were coming. Guys, you. never bring up Walmart. Oh, darn <laughs> <got> it.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sorry, world, Joe. Sorry. We're department socialists. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well I'm
2: so sorry. (laughs) On your your point, whether it's like, hey, you gotta know God in your head and you gotta know God in your heart. And like I kind of understand why there's the distinction. No, it it leads
0: into a question. It leads into a question. So we've talked about why we are in love with Christ. Great. Mm. What is the most interesting thing that has driven you to learn more about God? Evil. Evil? Okay, so that's like the topic that if you could spend the rest of your life figuring out exactly what's going on there, yeah. you'd say evil?
2: God's mastering control over evil.
0: Yeah. That tracks.
2: But, yeah, I'm going to say a
1: bit of an unfair answer. Uh, science.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not fair. Uh, it's, not
1: the Bi- it's not the Bible. The answer should be the Bible, right? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I've, I really like learning. Josh, you talked a little bit about this earlier, how you're yeah. a, a lifelong lerner, learner, but mm-hmm. uh, when, I, uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to almost disprove God by learning how the universe worked, old earth, young earth, uh, different types of ideas, uh, of creation, uh, creation science and stuff, and how mm-hmm. the rest of the world sees it. And uh, for, after arguing with people, doing a lot of research, and thinking about it, and accepting it, I came to realize that, yeah, God does exist. Mm-hmm. That yeah. the universe points towards them, and I truly believe that, mm-hmm. and that drew that is the foundation of my belief in God. Yeah. Although there is many, many other things too.
0: I mean, I'm sure this will come out in the apologetics conversation Yes, for, for sure. sure. Like you'll be able to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, it's
3: excellent. Um, for me, it was I wasn't led there by another. Um, he stood out. Um, mm. and it like part of the whole idea of like going from science to the mind, to the mind that created the world. It was the idea that because I love learning, I seek the truth. I can dive into this well that doesn't end. Mm -hmm. Um, but more importantly, just, he is fascinating and he should be, um, uh, he's infinite, immutable, unchangeable, necessary. Um, Mm -hmm. All those things. Those are all words. But just contemplating the king on the throne is awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, I was, was <laughs> yeah. going to like, get into like the, Jesus is one of those characters, obviously, um, but he's, he's one of those few, if I think only people where you have to do something with him in your mm-hmm. mind. You can't, you, you sure to, to leave him in like on an afterburner is to make a decision about what you do with his mm. claims, yeah. his, his, not just his claims, but his way of life yeah. and his impact on the world. Um, but you do have to, you do have to, you have to do something with that information. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's like, instead of walking through a bunch of bookshelves where you see books on it, it's, you're put in a room and somebody puts a book in front of you and the only way you leave is either read the book or just push it away. Yeah, sure. Like, like well, yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's, you have to do something yeah. with it.
1: Um, yeah. Can't stand still on a moving train kind of idea. Sure. You yeah. either, you either jump, jump off or you, uh, you stay or you keep going. Go for the ride.
3: You go for the ride.
2: Yeah. Um, but one of the things that, like, Joel, with your, you have to know Jesus both in your head and your heart. One of the things that I've learned um, is that the more I know God and Christ intellectually mm-hmm. the more i find that like the, my my emotional understanding of god just mm. continues to grow absolutely right? it's just yeah. like oh yeah okay jesus on the cross his ministry okay mm-hmm. and then you start to you start to recognize well the, the connections with the old testament especially when you go through hebrews and stuff like that mm-hmm. and and you start to start to understand some of the second temple understandings of sacrificial system and all that kind of stuff you're just like oh mm-hmm. oh and then, as Josh was saying, like, if you read Revelation and Daniel and, like, you see God on the throne, and
3: you're like, oh, yeah. oh.
2: And yet I have a relationship with this person.
3: He may have talked to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well as, as, like, what, what is it, First Peter 3 or something? Or is well, it no, no. he cares for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is crazy. This guy, sitting on the throne above everything immutable and unchangeable, is all existing, blah, 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 blah. Right. Why <laughs> why are people screaming and running around the room right now when you think about the idea that that guy just talked to you? Uh, yeah. Never mind yes. the dying stuff. Never mind the <laughs> salvation. Oh, yeah. Right? That that guy even thought about you? Yeah. Right? Yeah? <laughs> like, why are people around the world just freaking out? that's like we'll freak about it but it's like oh my gosh these super intelligent aliens might be looking down at us from another planet right well the god that created the whole universe is doing that and we like yeah anyways
1: (laughs) (laughs) fair argument yeah
3: i think yeah people
1: come to faith uh from one of two perspectives we talked a little bit about heart and head kind of idea but also i think there's the idea of whether or not they see god as as their uh their friend, their, the one they want to have relationship with, or they see them as the gods who enacts justice or rules over the earth. Yeah. Um, and people bounce between those things, and they accept both, but different parts stick out to them more yeah. than others.
2: One of the interesting things that someone said to me once was in Genesis 3, mm. after, after Adam and Eve eat the fruit mm. and then dress themselves in fig leaves. Um, well, he dressed them. Yeah, he dresses them ladies. They dress themselves in yes.
3: sorry, sorry, yeah. Read the Bible, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, I just heard dress themselves and I was like, no! <laughs> we're a very supportive group. <laughs> Jump the gun a little bit. Um, we'll agree to
2: disagree. When, <laughs> when God does come and he does the... He asks, he's God, yeah. he still asks because he wants to give Him the opportunity to reveal yeah. themselves. Um, where are you? Um, depending on how you articulate... Not just articulate, but how do you perceive the words of God in that moment? Is mm-hmm. it where are you, mm-hmm. or is it where are you? Yeah. Why aren't you here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but enough. to your, but to Colton's point, there's like there's this there's different views on how we see on how we how we see yeah. God. Well, interestingly enough, is not all of them are wrong. Yeah. No, absolutely. God is the savior, and the, he calls us friend. As Christ is, but he's also judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, yeah. And that's and to Josh's point, this person acknowledges me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. think
1: some of the most interesting people to talk about God with are fresh, new believers. Heretics. Whoa, no, <laughs> not quite. Although heretics is very fun. Yes. They're two different people. He's not saying they're the same person. Oh no 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 no. no. Um, but fresh new believers because you ask them why do you believe in God and then they give you a really good answer most of the time unless it's just I don't know but fair enough man fair enough but these people tend to understand God in a way I think I haven't because I grew up as a Christian and uh, I'm trying to move closer and closer towards that
2: well I ain't ain't gonna lie there was so I grew up as a Christian as I mentioned and then I walked away for a little bit right Mm. um when the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I'm just saying. say there's not much best in the other world. <laughs> mm. Um as I'm lying down on my in my sister's couch, right? Sleeping. Uh because I moved in with her for a short time. Um having an existential crisis, basically. Mm. Um about justice, how does that fit within the material universe, all that kind of stuff. Why is it do we have guilt? All that kind of stuff. Um and then like, yeah, I believed in God before that, sure. Like, I, I, I'm i not going to say that I didn't, because I, I think that I did. Um, But in that moment when the Holy Spirit opened up my mind, and it was like, hey, depth of sin, corruption, need for salvation. Like, this is not just real in a Sunday school, but this is, this is as real as it gets. Mm-hmm. And then opens your your eyes to see how that plays out in everything. And the environment that I was in at that time was not healthy. Right. Um, And it was like, oh, that's sin. That's sin. But it's not just sin for needing to be judged. Sin isn't, oh, that's, that sin naturally leads to death. Mm -hmm. And physical and spiritual. And obviously as it is leading to death in that person right now, by the way you look at them, like, oh, Um, that changed how i viewed god and how i viewed him as judge like yeah like it got up to like okay yeah christ is judge but then it's like yeah but as loving judge mm. um and it's insane so to your point for the new christian who comes comes to it it's like oh holy moly this is everything and all that yeah. i've it's my, it's it's a reworking of your entire worldview, um and you know how hard it is to do that try talking
1: any modern politics it's impossible to change someone's mind that's why
2: God (laughs) says that's why Christ says uh, it's easier for the uh, camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God Mm. but through God all things are possible yeah that's because you need the Holy Spirit to change your worldview to a Christian worldview wow
1: wow and gets to
3: that idea of the hence Calvinism no no No. we made it to
2: one hour one minute and fifty seconds before we Calvinism that's uh, not bad yeah still behind communism
3: <laughs> yes as it should be
2: what what oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i <I'd>... hmm. um <laughs> but uh, you mentioned calvinism are oh, no. you actually calvinist just we're gonna get it on oh, first oh, podcast no.
1: um for the okay first you want to define what calvinism is
2: that's wrong. a wrong. Wrong. That's
0: not.
3: Um, not really. Do <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we should save that for a podcast? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It, it will come out in
3: the next series um, of podcasts. The the what I can say though is the more and more I read, the harder it is for me to argue with it. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> Just going to interrupt you there and say. Absolutely. agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Cliff Notes version of the idea between Calvinism and Armenianism—big uh, words to mean uh, how much emphasis you put on predestination versus free will. Kind of. It's more complicated than that, but that's usually how people see it.
3: That's how people see it when it when it's reduced to debates. That's what. It yeah. Comes or one sentence answers when it's yeah. the cool notes. Both yeah.
0: are completely. Yeah, that's my name. Kind of um, yeah, Colton's notes—the ones that we use—they're like Cole's notes, but shorter and a little worse.
3: <laughs> I'm all right, sorry, I'm all right. Sorry. Um, sorry. So sorry, playful uh, Absolutely, a Calvinist would not disagree that free will exists.
1: I don't know. I've talked
2: to Calvinists; to say free will doesn't. Depends exist It Depends what you mean by Calvinism for that regard, because Calvinists are all over the board, just like Armenians. Actually, true. Yes. I read the journal article on. Jacob Arminius right. and yeah. his the use of his name to find yeah. like define terms? It turns out I don't know Jacob Arminius near as well as I thought I did,
1: and uh, I don't know much about the person. Which you said some interesting stuff about him.
2: Yeah, it's just like eh, man, mm-hmm. I just need to read more. So in short, uh, That's everything just for said, everybody. Yeah, yeah, everything I just said re- is reduced to I just need to read more. But this, this
1: whole conversation is one that we're gonna have to save for later, because it is a big topic.
2: Yeah, it's going to actually show up when we talk about sin mm. and redemption, which are going to be yeah. two-parters, so there's going to be four episodes on those two topics. And Calvinistic ideas are going to come up. And I, I don't want to yeah. just say Calvinistic. I'd prefer to actually say Reformed. Because mm-hmm. um, they're intertwined. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, next yeah. week, we're going to be going over what and why Christianity we won't have a massive introduction like we did this week. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully you can join us then these podcasts will normally last anywhere from an hour to an hour 40 40 is really pushing it we'd yeah. like to stay within an hour an hour and a half but um yeah hopefully you can join us then and uh it would be great if you <laughs> dropped a comment yeah anybody mm. got some closing remarks
0: well thank you for staying to the end of the podcast or skipping ahead to listen mm. to mm. us say goodbye
2: <laughs> um and there will be a fifth time. There will be a fifth. What do you mean? A fifth individual. Oh that partakes. Yes, yes, Stuart, oh, yeah.
1: Stuart yeah. comes in
2: here and there. If you really want, go to secondratesaints.com, go to the about and check out his bio. That will share probably some of the most important. It's everything things you about him. need to know about him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Also just check out check out the website, check out the blog, leave comment on we want your interaction.
1: And now yeah. Talk discussion and talking is what this podcast is about. So. Don't come to our houses though. That's Maybe. bad. I don't own a house.